and strong as you need to be for your business. And one of the toughest things in business is the people, have you noticed? <laughs> uh, the product can be great, the service can be great, the facility can be gorgeous, the marketing can be uh, amazing and mind-blowing and attract all the people that you need, but what about the people that have to sell your product or service? <laughs> How do you find those people? And I'm coming at you from literally where I'm standing now, the hottest in the summer, the driest in the summer, the coldest in the winter, the windiest in the winter, the foggiest in the winter, and the coldest place in the South Island of New Zealand in the winter. So this is the extreme of the country. <laughs> and isn't it interesting that the extreme of business is the people? How do we find great people and how do we keep them? And could that be a bazillion dollar question that most businesses don't have the answer to? Because is it possible that if you talk to most business owners, they will tell you our product is great, our service is great, but the people, this would be a great business if it wasn't for the people. My name's Rowie and my question, of, or the question that you might have is what right do you have, Rowie, to talk about attracting great people into your business or what, what are your skills, what's your special secret to attracting and keeping great people? And I don't have one. <laughs> I have been doing business, however, uh, since I was 10 years of age. I started running my first health club when I was 18 and it's interesting because the advertisement that I, when I first applied for that position, I'd been teaching classes and I was an exercise instructor up until from 13 till 18. Uh, but the advertisement to start working as a, in management in a health club was we want somebody over 30 with experience. Now, I was 18 with no experience, but I've got a stack of street smarts. I've got a stack of passion. I've got a stack of drive and ambition. And I'm probably the most passionate person that I've ever met about being healthy, fit and strong. So I knew that with the right skills and talent and with the right knowledge and the right toolbox, I could take on that role. I'm now standing here on the South Island of New Zealand as a very old lady, almost 60 years young. I'm healthy, fit and strong. I've been in this profession all of my life. Literally, I've never had another job. And I've been involved in attracting great people into our profession, educating them, training them and keeping them all of my life. And I've done that in Europe, I've done that in America, I've done that in the UK, I've done it in Australia, and I've now done it in New Zealand. And there seems to be some fundamentals, some foundation steps, some real skills, tools and knowledge that you need to be able to attract great people into a business and to keep them. Uh, and I just like to learn from, yes, life experience. So I have screwed up a bazillion times, literally. I've made so many mistakes at this, but one of the things I'm really proud of is I learn from my mistakes. I hate making a mistake, the same mistake twice. How about you? So when I make a mistake in business, any part of business, I learn from it and apply that skill differently next time so I don't make the same mistake twice. Uh, one of the, the biggest uh, challenges I've had in my life, uh, I have it, the Max International Colleges used to have five face-to-face -face colleges in Australia. 23 classrooms and over 200 team players. We then had, uh, had, uh, expanded into New Zealand where we put in another two colleges with another four classrooms, different culture, different people, different 
uh, human resource rules. Uh, and I have literally at that stage with, uh, with so many classrooms, so many colleges and over 200 team players. And the reason I use the word team players is for a very special reason. I hate the word staff. For a start, I love animals, and a staff is something that a shepherd or an animal person will often hit an animal with, so I don't like the word staff. And I like to think that we are playing on a team together. We're working together towards a common goal, which is why I use the word team. And I like people to feel like they're part of a team rather than I work for you. I like people to think I work with you, we work together, rather than you work for me and you do what you're told. And that's one form of uh, business and it's one form of employing people and it's one form of trying to keep people. But is it possible that if you tell people what to do and they don't like what you tell them, that they might not be around for very long or even if they are around, they might be the reason why you have challenges in your business because they're not there for the right reasons. So what I learned from having so employing so many people in two different countries and having to travel between the two countries uh, is that all of my time in my business was taken up with the people. It was no longer about the product or service. It was about making sure that I looked after the people effectively so that they looked after the product or service. And I think that's a really important thing. If you're not there, how can you expect uh, the business to run effectively if you don't have great people looking after your business. So the biggest uh, fundamental foundation skill I think that as business people uh, we need to understand and it's a bit like the law of gravity. You can argue with it and I tried to at many stages in my life. I tried to argue with this law that I'm about to share with you uh, and it didn't work. I finally ad admitted to myself and by evidence and by the horrible experience I, experiences I had to learn the hard way, that if you want to attract great people, you have to understand that the number one fundamental philosophy, which is the 80-20 rule of the world. So 80% of your business, your profit, your income, 80% of your results will come from 20% of your people and 20% of your results will become will come from 80% of your people. I'm going to go a step further than that though, and I learnt this from the CEO of GE, Jack Welsh, and that's just a great side note. Uh, learn from the best in the world, and these are companies that employ thousands, if not hundreds and thousands of people. And he broke down the 80-20 rule into something far more effective. He called it the 70-20-10 rule. And in your business at any one time, there'll be 20% of the people that produce 80% of the results. There'll be 70% of people that are really average. And there'll be 10% of people that need to go at all times. And I think if we're aware of that, and now they might not be bad people, they might just have the wrong headspace. They might have a plan for their own business. They might be planning on going in competition with you. Uh, they, they could get sick and die. All of those things happen in business. And we have to be aware that at any one time, 10% of our team uh, either shouldn't be there or won't be there for very much longer. And the challenge with the 10% that don't produce any of the results uh, or they're pulling the other parts of the team down is that if you keep those people, they will literally pull the team down. So he had a, a law, a rule, a uh, fundamental at GE that the top managers from all the companies, when they came to the monthly management meeting, they had to bring the names of the people who were in the top 10%, sorry, in the bottom 10%. They had to bring the names of them and when they came back for the next monthly meeting, if they hadn't fired those people in the bottom 
those managers' leaders would be fired because they, he had a really good understanding that that bottom 10% were really dangerous for the business. Now, I read that, experienced it, heard him say it because I've listened to the audiobook many times and went, ah, this is really tough because I have to work that out. But the beautiful thing about business, of course, is that the numbers tell the story. Now, I understand that there are some people who produce great results, uh, but they're not very good for the business. And that might be another take-home to consider that if you've got people in your business, sometimes you can't afford their good results. Even if they're producing a large amount of money or a large amount of income, uh, the damage that they're doing to the business might be something that your business can't afford. So the big fundamental <laughs> of attracting great people into your business is to understand that at any one time, you have to be attracting. There's always going to be 20% that produce 80%. There's always going to be 70% of your people that are doing most of the, the right thing most of the time, and 10% are on their way out or they should be already gone. And of course, if you're considering how to put that into practice, could that mean that you've got to be constantly looking for great people? Now, the other thing that I've learnt the hard way, and uh, we probably don't want to hear this, <laughs> is that great people are not trained. Uh, and I share that with you with a, a many years of experience and having employed thousands of people in many countries around the world. You can't train an attitude. You can't train somebody to be a hard worker. You can't train somebody to love your business. You can't train somebody to have integrity and loyalty and be a great person. Is it possible that those character traits, you have to find them? So you might have the best training system in the world, but to, to, to put people into that training system, you have to find great people. And the interesting thing about the 20% group, the ones that give you 80% of your results, is it possible that you have to find them? They might not stay with you forever either. And I'll give you some great examples of my life with that 20% group where you really think they're going to be around forever because they are loyal and they are honest and they go the extra mile and they always do the right thing. And doesn't matter what standard you give them, they always raise the standard and they might even say to you, I'm going to be here forever. Quick side note, if somebody tells you they're going to be in your business forever, for me that's always a warning sign that they're probably on the way out. That's just an interesting personal experience of mine. But that 20% group, where do you find them? And uh, most businesses, and I'm sure that you don't do this, but just in case you do, most businesses are not on the lookout for new employees, new team players, new staff, yuck, uh, until they need them. Well, if you're aware of the 70-20-10 rule, you're aware that you always have to be finding great people because that 10% group has to keep, you have to keep offloading those people because they're bad for your business. And you're always on the lookout for the 20% group. And the other interesting thing that I always share with people that are looking for a new career path, who are looking for a new job, I hate that word too, because I don't want people to have a job with me. I want them to feel like they're part of a team. But if you are looking for a career path in a business, I'll ask you this question. In your business, if somebody comes along who is a 20% person, they're going to give you 80% of your profit, 80% of your results. They're extra mile people who always do more than is expected. You want to, you want to keep them, yeah? 
which means that that 10%, there's someone in the 10% group that has to go now because you want to put this person on your team. And is it possible that the higher this group lives, the higher the 70% group have to live and the more uh, or the easier it is to coach off the 10%? Because when the standard gets higher and higher and higher in your business, how exciting is it that the, the people who, who don't want to work hard, who are always late, who are lazy, who are undisciplined, they find that all too hard. And often they end up resigning, which is fantastic because then depending what country you're from, uh, human resource laws and hiring and firing people now has become a very complicated process. I get that. I've been in unemployment court now several times and it's cost me hundreds and thousands of dollars because I screwed up that process. So whatever country you're in, please make sure you understand the, the, the laws of the universe or the laws of the government on what you can and can't do in employing and, employing and firing people. But the beautiful thing about continually raising the standard of your business is that that 10% group will often resign because they can't handle the pressure. It's too hard. This group is performing so incredibly well that this group just wants to get the hell out of there. So the fundamental part of attracting great people, could it be that you have to keep attracting? And I use the word attracting again for a reason. Uh, the word recruit obviously comes from the uh, defence forces. <laughs> uh, it sounds very military uh, and it doesn't sound very personal to me. And the re, uh, or upside down of that is I don't want people to come into my business uh, to be recruited. I want them to be attracted I want people to come into my business because they are excited about what we do here. They're excited about our standards. They're excited about our product or service and they want to be part of what we do, which is why I would ask very personally and why I started this great chat we're having with exercise is business to me is the ultimate exercise. <laughs> uh, you have to be fit for your business, physically strong, mentally strong, resilient. You have to be able to handle challenges. For most people, you're probably sitting there now saying, yeah, that's why I went into business because I love the challenge of business. Uh, we have to be fit for that. So the process of understanding, I've got to keep getting rid of people. I've got to look after and train the 70% group in the middle because if I don't train them, they end up in the 10% group. I have to understand that they're not going to always do the right thing by me, which means I have to uh, be really aware now of my mental toughness when they disappoint me and let me down. I have to be aware that this particular group, the 20% group, is where I should be investing my time. And that's one of the biggest uh, mistakes I've made. I know I've made many, many big mistakes, but this is a really big one, is the people who want your time, if you're the owner of the business or the manager, is it, have you noticed that the people who want your time, who need your time, seem to be the 10% group or the 70% group. They're constantly whining, complaining, causing you challenges, giving you headache. This group is working so incredibly well and they always go the extra mile and they're fantastic and you think, oh yeah, they're all right on their own. But here's the, the great advice that I've applied and it's worked incredibly well. So uh, please, from a, a woman who's made lots of mistakes, 80% of your time should be with a 20% group and only 20% of your time should be with the 80% group, which means you invest your personal private time with the 20% group and these people you look after in a group. So this group, it's all about staff meetings, which I hate that word, team meetings, uh, group chats. It might be done by Zoom. It might be done by, yeah, let's get together once a week or once a month and have a chat as a group. And if somebody comes to you with a personal challenge, you say to them, yes, we'll talk about that at the team meeting. 
at the end of the week. But this group, this is where you need to invest your time. They give you 80% of your results. They put in 80%, or they, the, the, the money that you put into the bank at the end of the week or the end of the month or the end of the year, this is the group that gave you 80% of that money. So they need 80, at least 80% of your time. And there's some people that would argue that we should give them more. We should be giving them 95 and this group only gets five. So I'm not about statistics or numbers because obviously that's who, who cares what that is. It could be uh, 91 and, and 9. Who knows? But the challenge is this. If we're not aware of this system, and I wasn't and I tried to fight it for a really long time, I used to say, I'm going to make this group successful if it kills me. And I will share with you that I've had so many, so much stress in my life that I probably nearly died. These are the people that caused me to have my hair fall out, <laughs> uh, rashes, headaches, uh, sleepless nights. The, the biggest challenges in business were, were always coming from this group of people because I didn't understand this system. So if you would love a process that works really effectively and it's I think as powerful as the law of gravity, as in as unarguable as the law of gravity, is that 10% of your people will be always on the way out. 70% of people will do the right thing most of the time, and 20% of your people will always give you 80% of your results. So perhaps have a look at your team. Work out who these people are and invest time with them. Work out who these people are and make sure they get trained effectively. Uh, it's easy to say, oh, they didn't do the right thing or they should, they should be doing it differently. But uh, management by mind reading has never worked, obviously. And if people don't know exactly what they're supposed to do, it's not fair if we get cranky with them for not doing it. Interestingly, the 20% group uh, they're always looking for ways to make your business better. So they'll have a look at the current standards, they'll have a look at the current rules and regulations, policies, whatever it is you've got going in your business, and they will say, but what about this? Could we do this? Shall we try that? And the other great thing I've learned is that if you're going to brainstorm, storm with people who have a brain. And this group of people, because they love your business, because they have high values, high standards, a thought process that's passionate about your business, uh, even if you don't agree with what they say or even if you don't like their idea, don't shut it down. Really great idea. Don't shut it down because you want those people to be constantly coming up with ideas. So even if you don't like their idea, say let's brainstorm that and see how we can make it better. So how do we make our business successful without people? unless you've got a vending machine business or unless you've uh, got a, a product that will just sell itself. And even then, uh, if we've got two products, of course, and one person selling it to us is not a very nice person and one person selling it to us is a passionate, kind, loving, respectful person, same product, same price, we're more likely to buy it off the person that is passionate and respectful. So to attract those people, could it be a really good idea to understand that we need to be constantly attracting? We can't train the 20 percent group so I'm always on the lookout at the supermarket at the petrol station on the ski lift uh, the gardening person the electrician uh, doesn't matter where I go you can when you meet somebody that's in that 20 percent group where that you don't have to train them they're already passionate people. They're already uh, have high standards of professional presentation. They speak well. They're kind. They're respectful. They're extra mile. They they want to keep raising the standard. You can find those people, but you have to be on the lookout for them, and you have to find them. And there's a great 
quote from some of the best business people in the world is that you don't create a or there isn't a, a job for somebody you just find the right person because the right person will do whatever it takes to be the right person for that role that job that position uh, and I'll use myself as an example uh, I didn't know how to run a health club but I wanted to learn and that's why I was employed at 18 years of age and when I say employed I've never been employed in my life I'm the person that's never started a business on my own I'm not an entrepreneur I'm an intrapreneur so what I do is go into other people's businesses and make them grow so I came along and said I don't have any skills for this but I'll learn them I'll do whatever I have to to make sure that I'm the right person to run this health club effectively send me to school and I'll pay for it I'll go to every conference every workshop I'll read every book in my own time and at my own expense but I want to do this and I think that's fairly obvious then that that could be a good person to put into your business. I also have shared since I was 10 years of age, please don't pay me any money. I want to take a percentage of or I want to take a, 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 a an amount of the profit or a bonus on the money that I bring into the business. I don't want to be a risk to your business. I want you to pay me what I'm worth, which is I want to prove to you what I'm worth. So if this is the current cash flow of the business or the current profit of the business, I want a percentage of what the business is making. Now, I can see now on the, on the other side of the table why that uh, health club owner, when I was 18 years of age, said to me, we're going to give you a crack, young lady. We're going to give you an opportunity to come into our business because I had a different attitude to most people. And that's what we're looking for, isn't it? Great attitude. So how do we attract those people? I will share with you that right this minute, even though the sun is shining and it's the beautiful South Island of New Zealand and it looks amazing, uh, it's starting to get below zero. My fingers are starting to get uh, icy cold. So I'm going to take you out of the extreme of the South Island of New Zealand where it's freezing cold and let's go inside and talk about the, the foolproof system for attracting great people into your business. Oh,